We are doing another prospect profile here on Lockdown Blue Jackets, and we've got Hattie Kalakash here to talk all about Oliver Moore, who is small, fast, and a lot of fun. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you the good, the bad and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. If you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. Hit the bell button to uh, be notified when new episodes go live. You can find it just underneath this video. Today, we are continuing our draft coverage because, like I said, the Blue Jackets aren't going to be winning many more games, I don't think. So we might as well focus on the future, and that is the upcoming draft. So today, I've got Hadi Kalakesh, uh, Habs Eyes on the Prize, of Dobber Prospects, of Locked On NHL Prospects. And we are going to be talking about Oliver Moore, who is a uh, American-born center that could be going about where the Blue Jackets are going to be picking with their second first-round pick in the draft. And so I'm just going to hand it over to Hadi, who is much smarter than I am about this sort of thing. So we've kind of taken a look at most of the top five picks in the upcoming draft here on Locked on Blue Jackets, but the Blue Jackets have a second first-round pick, probably in the 16 to 24 range. So I thought, let's take a look at some uh, some guys who are probably going to be going around that uh, that kind of draft position. And I've got uh, Hadi Kalakesh, friend of the show, host of Locked on NHL Prospect, and uh Prospect expert over at Habs Eyes on the Prize, I believe. As well to, as Stubborn uh, Prospects, yeah. <laughs> talk all about uh, a guy that I have kind of been really excited by, uh, and that is Oliver Moore, yep. who is having a real good season for mm-hmm. uh, the US NTDP over in the USHL. And uh, I guess you know much more than I do. So uh, let's <laughs> let's start off with when Oliver Moore steps on the ice, what kind of player is a team getting um in a word speed uh, he, he is speed that that's about what i can say he he's just buzzing everywhere left and right one thing i was concerned about at the start of the year was that i felt like his his brain wasn't keeping up with his feet because he's extremely quick he you know he, he looks like he shot out of a cannon on every shift and it's really fun to see but there were some moments where i was kind of iffy on the way that he was able to string together play just process at that high speed that he's at um, but the more I watched him and, and the more the year went on and he improved, it was really obvious that this was a player who's e- equally able to, you know, dominate the the mental side of the game and, and process at, an, at a fast enough speed that you're not getting a Michael Grabner out of him. You know, a guy who's going to be, you know, going really quickly on breakaways, you know, getting five, six, seven breakaways a game, but won't be able to convert on any of them because his hands can't keep up that kind of thing. That, that's what I really like about Oliver Moore. Um, you know, just the intelligence that goes with that speed. He's got great hands. He's got a decent shot. Um, but what really stands out the most about his puck skills is his playmaking. He, he's able to connect plays really well. 
really aware of where his teammates are and keeps keeps their routes in mind when he's skating around the ice. Um, and he's comfortable kind of readjusting. So he's not kind of stuck on one thing. And if that thing doesn't work out, he still tries it as like a Hail Mary attempt. He's comfortable adapting what he's trying to do to the circumstances around him and, and how they unfold. So yeah, you're, you're getting a really smart and really fast player in Oliver Moore. Uh, a guy who's going to just dominate transitions uh, on a regular basis. He's not, he's not my favorite player out of the NTDP, but he's up there. Yeah, and I feel like the NTDP is they're good at developing players like there's yeah. a reason that time after time year after year you look at american players and you look at where they played their junior hockey and you're like oh yeah they played in uh is it plymouth that it's it's based in now or i believe so yeah so i'm never worried about an american player that's playing for the ndtp because mm-hmm. i feel like they're pretty good at developing players they've had a lot of practice i mean look at all of the great american players that have kind of come out of that yeah. but i feel like the USHL has really kind of come into its own mm-hmm. over the past maybe three, four, maybe five years. Um, mm-hmm. Can you kind of speak a little bit to to that, to the quality of player that's coming out of the USHL? Yeah, no, the USHL overall has kind of improved its 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 baseline of, of, of skill. So what usually happens in, with the NTDP versus the USHL is the NTDP kind of gets dibs on, on Americans. So, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, they, they basically select the best ones for their organization. And then once they age out of eligibility for the NTDP, um, American players are are, comf- are, are um, kind of welcomed to join other USHL teams. Mainly, you know, you've got teams like the Chicago Steel who have built a really solid development farm. Um, the work of Adam Nicholas for the uh, for the Chicago Steel is kind of legendary at this point. Um, the amount of players that he's improved pretty much single handedly. So, you know, the quality overall of the USHL, I'd say it's it's a slightly higher. Um, than a league like the QMJHL, but a bit lower than uh, leagues like the WHL or the OHL, who, you know, they're longstanding leagues with a lot of history. A lot of foreign players go there. Um, but you're seeing more and more of that with the USHL. Um, the stipulations of Canadian players who play in the CHL are a lot less interesting than the stipulations of a Canadian player or a foreign player playing in the USHL. They've got a lot less limitations. There's no CHL, there's no USHL NHL agreement, so they're not forced to go back to juniors if they sign a pro contract and they're not ready for the NHL. They can go to the minors, that kind of thing. So it's a lot less restrictive. And there's also a pipeline to the NCAA and a college, um, you know, college degree, university degree that you can get out of that that experience, and you end up playing against real, a lot tougher competition. When you're playing against the AA against up to 23, 24-year-olds, you know, physically mature guys with more speed, more strength than you currently have as a junior. It's it's a really enticing, really interesting experience that a lot of there, there's been a shift um, in, in the direction that a lot of uh, young prospects were taking, um, a, a shift in the direction that their agents are pushing them towards. And, and that's kind of pushed the USHL up a level. Um, and and overall, not just in terms of the NTDP, because obviously, you know, the NTDP is up to U18. Once you, you know, once you're drafted, you can't go back to the NTDP. You either join another USHL team or, or go to the NCAA. Um, so what ends up happening is a lot of Canadian and foreign players are joining the Chicago Steel, the Sioux Falls Stampede, the Fargo Force. You know, all of those teams that are around um, th- that face the NTDP. Um, but also face each other on, on a regular basis. And it's a pretty tight schedule, something like 40 to 50, sometimes 60 games, depending on the schedule and the year. Uh, but, you know, players play a lot of games in those leagues. It's not like the NCAA where you've got maybe 35 games at most. 
Um, so a lot tighter of a schedule as well. It's a really interesting experience. That's what's kind of led to all this. In a minute, I'm going to talk more with Hattie about Oliver Moore. But first, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel because it's America's number one sports book. March Madness is going strong. Spring training is going strong. And of course, it is almost time for the NHL and NBA playoffs. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from money lines, point spreads, to which team is going to be scoring the most goals. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to ask something now that I've been asking about basically every player. Um, <laughs> because, And I feel like this is something that we kind of touched on the last time we recorded. The Blue Jackets need centers. Basically <laughs> more than any other position like ostensibly they could do with another couple of like right uh right wing uh prospects but mostly they need centers oliver moore is listed as a center on elite prospects however he's also 511 um mm-hmm. so i feel like probably what's going to happen is he will be drafted as a center and then play mostly on the wing but do you see him as a guy that can play center at the nhl or is he a guy whose game is kind of more suited to being at the wing but occasionally be maybe taking a couple of face-offs a la kind of what ken johnson has been doing this year well, here's the thing is that with, with I, I don't remember where I was having this conversation recently, but we were talking about this. The 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 new the new NHL is so apositional, um, you know, instead of got, get, having your traditional center in your two wings, you've got an F1, F2, F3 setup. So, you know, as long as Oliver Moore is manning transitions and being the main person who's who's driving, you know, offense uh, going the other way doesn't really matter whether he's playing at the wing or center. Either way, you know, what's important is for Oliver Moore to have the puck on the stick and to carry up the ice because that's where he excels. So, you know, if you're on an organization with a with a structure that favors your centers doing that, I'd see Oliver Moore more as a center. But if you're in a structure that is a lot more fluid, a lot less positional, where you can have a center or a wing carrying the puck up the ice, um, you, you know, for me, as long as Oliver Moore's got the puck on his stick and is carrying it, that that's what matters. Uh, but I feel like he's going to fill out his frame. He might even grow a couple inches, um, you know, add some muscle. And I, I don't think the size factor is going to be a concern when it comes to taking faceoffs and all that. Um, he's decently defensively responsible as well. He's got a lot of intensity to him. So these are things that usually teams value from their centers. He's really positionally sound, so he's often, you know, um, offering himself as an outlet for his defensemen when his defensemen are pressured, have the puck behind their own goal line. Um, he's often circling the dots, trying to find them a, a lane to pass him to so he can carry it out the, out, out the defensive zone. So, you know, there's a lot of elements there that I see, you know, most traditional centers have, and that's why I see him more as kind of an enticing project at center. But with the speed and, and intensity that he has, he can also man the forecheck really well. So that'd be another option for him. Is if you're looking for a forechecking winger, you can kind of build Oliver more into that. Um, but I, I feel like it's sacrificing a bit of what makes him so good, and this is puck carrying ability. Yeah, for sure. So you talk about him being a, a project, and mm-hmm. you know he's kind of the the consolidated rankings on early prospects have him going anywhere from uh, I believe ninth all the way to 16th so probably a little bit out of range for the blue jackets but he's going Mm -hmm. to the university of minnesota next year what do you think is going to be like 
what's the number one thing that he's going to have to work on when he hits college to kind of a get used to the NCAA and then obviously make the jump to the NHL. Yeah. So the golden Gophers have a really, really good program that favors, um, you know, learning set plays. Um, they like their set plays and especially on the power play guys have a lot of opportunities to learn a bit more that structure and, and learn a bit more the ins and outs of positional and structural play. I think that's what the one thing that's missing from all from Moore's game. He will shove his head into every battle. He will come out of it. Most of the times with the puck right now at, at the level he's at in the ushl but there's a lot more involved there and i think that you know learning the ins and out of structural play will, will just uplift oliver moore so much um that you look at a player with a skill set you know he's not the most flashy player he doesn't have the most crazy hands he's got good playmaking and an above average shot but just slightly you know, those are things that usually players come out of the NCAA with, uh, you see some improvement there. I think of, you know, guys like Sean Farrell, Logan Cooley, even this year, within a half year, he improved a lot of his of his uh, goal scoring and playmaking assets. So, uh, you know, the things that will improve in his game are things that usually improve where he's at with a program that's as solid as the Golden Gophers. I think those elements are really going to kind of shine and, and improve as he goes on. Uh, but I, I don't think Moore has, you know, I don't see him as a project the same way I'd see, for example, a five nine guy with a lot of skill but poor skating. You know, there are kind of direct things he needs to learn. What's 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 important with Oliver Moore is just to elevate a skill set, and you know that usually comes naturally. So you know he, he's a very projectable player in terms of what he can do. It's just a matter of kind of sh- kind of shortening the the range of outcomes because he can be a fourth liner, he can be you know a top six center. You know, there's a lot of different outcomes possible with more and it's just about directing those outcomes in the direction that you want i think that's what developing teams are going to focus on rather than you know trying to mold him into a specific type of player it's just kind of improving his overall game so that he has a better chance of hitting his ceiling i think that's the direction in a minute i'm going to finish up my conversation with hattie about oliver more but first i've got to tell you all about indeed No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Because if you're hiring, you need Indeed. They are the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And it's the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And that is Indeed, who partners with you on every step of the hiring process. They've got fun, time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Indeed Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a shortlist of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description perfectly. And you can invite them to apply right away. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, for sure. Where is he sitting kind of on your board like like i've talked he's probably not going to be there for the blue jackets if they pick you yeah. know 16 to 24 but if he does slide then you know there's a chance there where is he kind of sitting in your rankings at the minute well it's funny because at the start of the year as i mentioned i had a lot of concerns about his his brain not keeping up with his feet um so i had him outside of the first round at the start of the year but he's grown on me so much he's now my 10th overall prospect so he's in my top 10 
Um, and it, you know, it takes a lot to shove your way into my top 10. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty picky about the guys I put at the top end of my rankings. Um, and funnily enough, he is the third USHL prospect on, uh, in my top 10, uh, out of three. So it's, you know, there are still two guys who I think are almost definitely going to be better players than him overall, just due to the level of intelligence and the level of, of, of skill that they have. But what you're getting from more is kind of, it's kind of priceless. You rarely get players with that amount of speed and intensity who are able to just shove their way through battles and win every one and, and get out of the corner with the puck and all that. So yeah, he's my 10th overall prospect. I'd be very, very surprised if teams go on him that high, but I'd also be, be very surprised if he's available by the Blue Jackets second pick. That'd be, that'd be kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Let's say that he is available for the Blue Jackets <laughs> second pick they do take him does he fit in with the system that the blue jackets have going at the minute is he you know do you think he could find success in the blue jackets well yeah there's a lot of opportunities for the blue jackets to kind of build their way around oliver moore and what he brings i think that what he brings isn't something that necessarily is only useful in one specific system or one specific structure it's just it's such a such a universal thing to need a player with intensity and speed um, that regardless of where he ends up, he's pretty much going to be able to make it work and fit in. He's especially smart, so that's one thing that's going to help him kind of adapt to, to different systems and structures. So I'm not too concerned with that. It's really just I look at the the the, the lack of true high end top six centers, you know, on the Blue Jackets, and I think yeah, Oliver Moore would be a great fit there, especially if you if he ends up down the road uh, between guys like Line and Goudreau, you know, those kind of guys who are gonna bring the level of skill that he doesn't have, but he's going to compensate for that by just dominating every four check for them. I think that that'd be a great combination. Um, in a way, he reminds me a bit of Matty Beniers, but a kind of beta version of him. So a player who's good defensively has got a lot of intensity, really relentless and intense um, and, and you know, really quick, um, but nothing about a skill set that stands out. Now, Beniers has built a skill set, so I'm hoping that that comes out the more uh, time uh, that, that more spends in SAA. But right now, that's kind of the comparable I'd give for him. It's kind of a Matty Beniers type. Yeah, and I would not be upset if the Blue Jackets managed to get a Matty Beniers type at, you know, 18th overall or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone would be. Yeah. And that's all I've got for you today. Uh, there's not going to be a show tomorrow. Monday, we are going to be talking about the game tonight against the Islanders. We're going to be talking about the game tomorrow against the Montreal Canadiens. Hopefully, we'll be talking about at least one win, but with this team, there's just no way to know. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, you can find Hattie at Hattie K underscore Scouting. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.